finger hearts. What the fuck are you doing? Finger hearts. Yeah. Finger hearts. See, it looks like a heart. Joop, joop, joop. Yep. Joop, joop. Okay. Joop, joop, joop. It's a finger heart. Okay. Yes. Finger hearts. That's what they do. Who do? All the Korean shows. The Korean shows. And on the Korean selfies, they do finger hearts. BTS does finger hearts to their army. Great. So does that mean? Yeah. So speaking of BTS. Mm-hmm. You heard they, they're splitting up for a little while. They're not splitting up. They're taking a break. Yeah, okay, whatever. We were on a break. No, they're not on a break. <laughs> the, the two or three of them that actually sing are probably investigating solo projects, while the other ones are quietly no, sitting they... in desperation, wondering, what am I going to do now? Well, I'm wondering because all Korean males have to serve in the military. Um during at some point i forget i don't know exactly when like a by a certain age we turn a certain age range they get called to serve in the military all of them do so i'm wondering if some of the uh bts members might need to do that oh they might they can they get might. they can get a waiver if they're really special to korea and promoting korean culture which bts does so they may have gotten waivers but i think some want to do solo careers some want to probably get into acting more because there's already been I think at least one was on some show, not one that I watched. Well, they'd be so. silly not to because, you know, they're good-looking yeah. kids. And yeah. and why not? If They they, they have to strike they're while the iron popular. is hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if they don't, then, then yes, they can continue to make music. But, mm -hmm. you know, Marky Mark, well, Mark Wahlberg started out as Marky Mark. You know, Donnie Wahlberg started out as a new kid, and then he got in the movies and TV shows and stuff. Right. Too. Right, exactly. Yeah. So if you don't take that opportunity and grow, I mean, look at friggin' Beyonce. I'm not the biggest Beyonce yeah. fan, but my God, Beyonce started out as a member of Destiny's Child, and now she's Bay. So, and I say that with heft, Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. So that's what they did. Not that it matters to us, because I mean, I'm not really a BTS fan. Not that I hate them. I like them just fine. It's just. I like their music just fine. I think it's catchy. You know, I... Yeah, their music's catchy. They're kind of fun. Yeah, they're kind of fun. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun to watch. They're good people. I mean, they seem like nice people. I'm not a BTS. Or what do they call a BTS fan? ARMY. Ah, oh, that's right. Uh, right, because they mentioned that in one of the things that we're going to review today. Mm-hmm. They're just ARMY. It's not the ARMY or the BTS ARMY. It's just ARMY. It's just all right. That's I don't understand it. I'm not the age, the demographic for them. So that's just the I weird. I just accept it. I just accept it. <laughs> because why? Why we would you not we. add the the? Is it a participle? Well, because it's Korean, and the word is English, and that's uh, that. Ah, yeah, something. And it would about be a um, too American. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. whatever. So moving Grammar. on. <laughs> So we might as well just go right into the first thing. Well, why don't you do the whole intro? Because we haven't done that yet. Oh, fuck. Okay, great. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> do, the, do the intro, Bill. You, what? Welcome back to the Watchlist with Patty and Bill. 
make sure you log on to the Watchlist Pod and uh, thewatchlistpod.com and catch up on all of your back episodes. You can engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the Watchlist Pod. You can also hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast, and we would appreciate that very much. And if you are listening on Apple, please give us a five-star review. We would like that, and fuck you, Joe Rogan. All right, there we go. Cool. I just added in that little, like, throwaway. Uh, yeah, that needs to be added. Yeah, it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So, after all that talk about BTS and, and, and K-pop and all that, it's probably appropriate that we just launch right into the thing that we both watched. Yeah, I'm down with that. So, Patty and I both watched Money Heist Korea, Joint Economic... Uh, what, what's it? Area. Joint Economic Area on Netflix. And it is a... You know, they, they got the blessing from Money Heist creator Alex Pena to make a Korean version of it. And they just launched uh, the first six episodes, which is part one on June 24th. And it's set in the near future when the current joint security area between North and South Korea is turned into a joint economic area. And uh, theoretically becoming a shining symbol of unification with the promise of new business opportunities and a shared currency, all printed at the unified Korean mint. However, a professor, duh, specializing in research on the economic impact, he sees it as a way to exploit low-wage workers and widening the gaps of haves and have-nots. So he assembles his crew of eight thieves, and they want to steal four trillion won at the unified Korean mint. It, it, okay, so the first glaring things to me was that it's, it's almost an exact remake. I mean, it's a remake the things that are different, you know, North and South Korea, which adds a, a, a kind of different thing because when the police become involved, like if you've seen the original Money Heist, you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that eventually the police get involved. But what makes it interesting because it's North and South Korea, one police person is from North Korea, one person is from South Korea. And the North Korean just wants to go in and, like, like zap everybody and get everybody. And the South Korean wants to negotiate. Yes, as a negotiator, sure. Puh. As a negotiator, she wants to negotiate. And as a North Korean uh, communist, he wants to just be a communist and tear things apart because that's what they do. And that's what they do and not give a shit about the hostages. Don't, just don't give in to... The thieves. Yeah. Here's what I didn't understand, though, Patty. Huh? And I and it made me really want to go back, and I and I was trying to go back and watch the the first episode of the original Money Heist because I didn't remember mm-hmm. if this happened or not. The professor made the team push the button to call the police. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. In this one, they did. Yeah, I don't remember if they did in the other one or not. Right. I, I And that's why I wanted to go back. So I have to put that aside, and I will go back and, and watch that. But it made me think, 
they're in this room with the trillions of one, right? No, wait, no, they make the that trillions of one. Yeah, they, they print up the, it's a mint. That's why they go into the mint to print the money. Right. That money that, that was in a, 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 like a vault, safer vault, that was just, they grabbed that for show because not only, this isn't just about printing the trillion won, which roughly is about $3 billion, by the way, um, in the conversion rate. Uh, <clears throat> it's about a movement, and the professor mentions that. Okay. I don't know if he... I watched all six episodes, so I don't know if you... Did you only watch the first one? I couldn't I couldn't watch all of the episodes because I was helping Laura and, and doing all of that. Well, I watched all six, and so I don't remember if in the first one he mentions how this is part of a movement and not just a robbery. But he does get into that in the other right. episodes. Because it made me wonder, okay, so they had the hostages... Again, mm -hmm. we are not spoiling anything, especially since the original Money Heist has been out there for years. Yeah. And follows extremely closely that exact mm -hmm. thing. It's like they took the script and modified just a few things. But you have the hostages. Why not just go in and print money and leave? Because this is more about a movement and getting the public on their side, which is I what I was saying. Yeah, I guess. But he, he ex kind of, you, and as he explains it, then you realize that's exactly why he drew the attention of the police to come and bring their negotiator and all that business there so that they get the public awareness and then they can win the public to their side by forcing the police to do dumb shit. Got and it. expose okay. the economic disparity that that is Korea because yeah. of this joint thing, this joint economic area that was supposed to bring prosperity to all of Koreans, north and south, just made the rich richer and the poor poorer. But now you've got the North Koreans who come to South Korea to work and discover capitalism sucks because people take advantage of you and steal all your money and you're fucked. Yeah. Which is what, you know, Tokyo went through. Yes. And it's very interesting to see names attached to characters you become so attached to in the Spanish yeah. version. Like the new Tokyo isn't as, I want to say, uh, not charming. That's the wrong word for it. I would say she isn't as street smart. Street yeah. smart. And she's a little more... Right, not exactly doughy-eyed over the professor, but kind of that way. Yeah, whereas the Tokyo in the Spanish version kind of has this, just has an undying loyalty to the professor, but she herself is half batshit, half brilliant, <laughs> and yeah. all badass, if that makes yes, sense. Yes, exactly, yeah. Whereas the Nairobi seems more badass than this one. Exactly. Not that Nairobi wasn't badass, because she was a badass on her own. But this one's got that badass bitch vibe. But that Tokyo's missing. Nairobi and, I, I in the like. original one was my favorite character anyway. I she loved, was mine too. I, I love, love Nairobi, Nairobi in the original one. That Money actress Eyes. is amazing. Yes. I love her. And so that follows suit for me. Mm-hmm. In in Money Heist Korea. Oslo and uh 
who's the other Helsinki and Helsinki. They're they're a hoot. I love yeah. those guys. I've always loved mm-hmm. those guys. But I think they've done a really good job at converting, yeah. if you will, the Spanish to the Korean. Mm-hmm. It feels very Korean, though. And I and when I say that, that's not disparaging at all. But there's a there's just a different style. There's a different way they shoot things. There's a different way. There's a different in the acting. Yeah. So if you want to see a different version of Money Heist, by all means. I dug it. I dug the first episode. I would yeah, go back I liked and it. I would go back and watch them. But it almost makes me want two things simultaneously. It makes me want to watch now episode one of mm-hmm. the Spanish Money Heist. And then every time I watch another episode of the Korean one, go back and watch its equivalent oh. in the Spanish. Just, to, interesting. just yeah. to pick up the differences. And it actually, and, and I'm going to kick myself for saying this, it makes me want an American version. Oh. Because mm. any because it, the whole point of all, all of this is, like you said, the movement. Using yeah. money to illustrate how corrupt government and the police are. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, the Koreans have this joint economic area. The Spanish have the the actual the mint. The mint. mint. Yeah. So why not do this at the U.S. mint? That'd be interesting. It yeah. would be cool. And I, yeah. and I and and in other words, it translates anywhere in the world. You could do this in Paris. You could do this in London. I mean, it, it, it's a very interesting franchise to do. Yeah. My only criticism and i and i don't know if it's a criticism or not because i don't i didn't know what the expectation was for this series mm-hmm. is that i wanted it to be slightly i wanted it to be more different uh okay not you know not take the exact same script change a few things around and then poof you have money heist korea mm-hmm. just and, and i don't know how you would have done it so, you know, I'm just the idea guy, I'm not execution, but make it slightly different, maybe with a slightly different story to it. Because you still had the bank guy get the teller pregnant, and he still I don't did. think she was a teller. Or, or whoever, wherever the, she the, was. The secretary or whatever she is. Right. Yeah. So you still have even those characters as well. So I'm like, okay, that, and it mirrors it a little too closely to me. But, but again, if that was the whole idea and to just translate it to a Korean audience, groovy. It works. Yeah. Okay. She is an accountant. She is in charge of accounting at the Mint. Ah. She's just an employee in charge of, in charge of accounting. Because I don't think the Mint has tellers. Yeah. It's not a regular old oh, bank that's right. that you have that's a walk-up right. teller window. <laughs> that's right. Well, <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm American. Um, what did her name turn out to be when she joins the group? Again, no spoilers. I think she becomes uh, Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah, like right. Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she becomes Stockholm, and, and yeah. she gets involved with Denver. Not, Denver. So yeah. it's, and they kind of make Denver a little stupid in this one. They and made Denver didn't. super dumb. Oh, super they really airheaded. dumbed him. He is just such a dumbass. 
Oh where my it, god. Where in the, the Spanish thing, like, version. Denver, why are you so dumb? Whereas in the Spanish version, he was just a green kid. You know, he's just a yeah. kid. Yeah. So his his inexperience with a lot of life makes him uh, kind of flighty and over emotional about things and so forth and so on. But again, not spoiling anything. If you have followed no, Money Heist, it's it's there. The blueprint mm-hmm. is there. Now, the last question I have for you, did they deviate from the original one to your recollection or is it like I, straight remake? There's some deviations that I caught. The biggest one is the professor knows the negotiator before everything right, starts. Right, right. And the original one, he just kind of, he happened across her. He knew who she was. He may have known that she went to that cafe a lot or yes. just knew that she yes. would go to that cafe because it's near the scene. Yes. But he met. He meets her along the way. He didn't know her ahead of time. Right, right. And, that, and thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that seemed a little too weird. Like he went into it planning that he that she was going to get assigned to this case well he i don't know if they tell you that later on or not but he they engineered it so she would be assigned yes i think they mentioned that actually in part one because they mentioned of it this in part, one or the spanish one no and this one okay yeah they mentioned it in this one i don't know if in the spanish one they engineered it for her to be the negotiator or not i can't remember but i know yeah. in this one they engineered yeah. it that way so i think that's why he started a relationship with her as they engineered it so she would be the one to be called right um so that was that storyline and that's different and that yeah and the fact that he owns a cafe and his whole setup is like in the storeroom of the cafe and the other one there was no like storefront. The professor was just hidden in a in a warehouse somewhere, alley something somewhere. He wasn't right. In a, he was there in was a no storefront right. where you might have the public coming in. Right. But everything else seems exactly the same, as far as I can remember. Yeah. You know, Berlin exactly. has some kind of medical condition. Needs some meds. I don't know that that was quite so glaring in the first one. Yeah. I, I, no, it wasn't. I mean, we, we found actually, out about it later, but it wasn't yes. in the early on stuff. No, they just made him, if, as, as far as I can remember, he was just the more sinister one. Yes, he was totally very sinister, had a different idea of how to do this. And Exactly. So whereas the professor was very methodical and had a plan, uh, that dude was like, I'll kill you if you don't go along with this. Yeah, yeah. And the professor uh, is like, don't kill anybody because that makes us the bad guys and right. we want to impress the people. Right. Berlin was like, no, that's not yeah, how this works. Berlin but also, like, I do like Berlin's background in this one. Which I didn't which get into Which we learn yet. about. We, which, yeah, I, which that, I, I don't want to spoil yet. that, because, but I do like his background. They do yeah. get into his background, which I'm like, nice. The, but the thing about this is that's why I want it to be more different. Mm-hmm. Because the more and more you get into these stories, you could have richer stories without telling the same story. Yes, right. you could have right. the basic, you know, yes, we're doing this for a cause. But why not have different characters? 
why not have different situations of why people come to this? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't necessarily need to name the same character Tokyo. Right. Why Although not? I do like how she chose the name Tokyo. Yes. I mean, and that scene <laughs> where they're choosing their names yeah. is actually pretty cool. Yeah. I, of course, would be Chicago. Hmm. Or either that unless or... Unless I get to pick first. Unless you get to pick first. And then I, might, and then I would definitely choose Philly. But, um, yes, I... I it's just hard to to articulate what I would change, but I I do recommend it. I do too. I recommend it totally. But I and do- it is dubbed as well as subbed for anybody who likes that. And the one thing I really dug, mm-hmm. really dug this was the cafe that the professor owns mm-hmm. is named Bella Chow. Oh, that's cute. After the song mm-hmm. in uh, the the yep. Spanish. Yeah, there's a little call out to the Spanish version. Right. And again, when we say Spanish, we mean actually from Spain, just yes. to let people know it's not a blanket term. Because I hear that a lot, unfortunately. I don't know if you do, but I get that a lot here. I recommend the Spanish one above this one. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's always better to watch the original. Yeah, yes. it, it truly is. So any hoozy. That's, that's but, Money Heist Korea yeah. uh, Joint, Joint Economic, Economic Area. Area. So what else you got? So the next thing I have is a very heartwarming, motivational movie on Disney Plus called Rise. Oh, it's I about, saw that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Well, I didn't, didn't watch it, but I uh, saw that it was on Disney Plus and it looked very uh, interesting. Okay. Dwight wanted to watch it, so I said sure. And I sat and watched it with him. It's As about, you do. Yes. It's about a Nigerian Greek. Uh, they're brothers. There's uh, three of them. Uh, they're Giannis, Thanasis, and Kostas, and Teto Kampo, which we learned through the movie is completely the a misspelling, mispronunciation of their real last name. But oh. uh, they just let it go. Dad was okay. like, whatever. He, he was fighting with the Greek people when they made it to Greece from Nigeria saying, you've got it all spelled wrong. Well, I know how to spell my own name and you're spelling it wrong and you're not pronouncing it right either. So so there's that, which was okay. kind of fun to watch. It's a funny little scene to watch. Okay. Um, so Charles and Vera are the parents. They leave Nigeria, and they leave their eldest son behind, who is still just a little baby, in 1990, because he just wouldn't make the journey into Greece with them. And we see them starting in Turkey, where the apartment building they're living in gets raided and they're trying not to get caught and they make it into Greece, but they can't get visas, so they have to live in hiding. And each time dad tries to get a visa, he's told, no, you have to prove you have a job. But in order to get a job, he has to have a visa. And then he's told, you need to be on the payroll somewhere. And when he does finally do that, Later on, he is told, no, that job isn't good enough. Your your on-the-payroll salary job as a janitor isn't good enough to get you a visa. You've got to have a real job. So they're learning about this fight for citizenship and visas, and it's just bullshit. But the okay. two older boys, they come across some kids playing basketball in the park, and they want to join them. And Giannis and the Nassus... Uh, they start playing, 
And Thanasis really has an aptitude for basketball. He's really good at it. And Giannis is really trying really, really hard. He's taller than his older brother, and he's trying so hard to learn the game. And we see him, like, sleeping on the basketball court in the, in the gym so that he could get up stupid early and start practicing and to really, really do it. His brother gets an ankle injury just as they were doing tryouts for some pro teams in Greece and in Europe. And there's a team that totally wants him, but because of his status as a citizen, or lack of citizenship status, let's put it that way, mm. um, the team won't take him. And he one, the older brother, Theanus, was given a check from a team but when they went to go cash this check, because the team wanted him again, the whole citizenship visa issue. Mm. Finally, they get a Spanish team, sees him in the tryouts, Giannis. They see Giannis, and they'll take him, regardless of his status, and give him some citizenship in Spain, but they won't take the rest of the family. <gasps> and he won't go anywhere without his family. This is a true story, by the way. Okay? Oh. I'm not spoiling anything. It's the true story of... Giannis and Tentacompo and his brothers who all end up in the NBA. They managed to make it to the U.S. and get drafted by the NBA. Not all at the same time. Giannis is the first. He gets drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks and they become big, big players and the three brothers and winning MVI or MVIP, VIP awards and all those Accolades VIP you get. awards, you mean MVP awards. Oh, I did say, okay. See, I was saying it my, I don't know. Yeah, sports it's sports. Ball. Sports ball. He, he's a sports ball player. He's really tall and really good now. And they're oh U.S. citizens. God. And the family proves that you work really hard, you get somewhere. And cool. they stay together because, you know, you got to stay together. Although, and that yeah. and that is on Disney Plus. That is on Disney Plus. It's really a it's very heartwarming and motivational story for those who like it. I didn't know the story of this guy, and me telling y'all this isn't a spoiler because it's a true story. And yeah, so, right. yeah, it was cute. It was a good story. You should watch it. Rise on Disney Plus. So the last thing that I have mm -hmm. uh, is. The new comedy special by Eddie Izzard. Oh, I called love it. Wunderbar. And it is on uh, Prime Video. Oh, okay. So on Amazon. It is on Amazon Prime Video. And it also says here it's on Tubi TV for free. With commercials. With com Probably with commercials. Oh, and all uh, that. Tubi is all commercial. Yeah. Yeah. So, this, okay, now, first of all, I am going to apologize profusely because uh, Eddie Izzard now goes by her. Oh. So, so if I screw up pronouns, I completely apologize. That is not my intent whatsoever. But he is, and, and he describes him or herself as being <laughs> actually in the special very gender liquid baby. And, and it's actually kind of funny when he gets to that <laughs> point. But... But her stand-up has always been at least cross-dressing, just dressing as a woman or, or dressing, yeah, you know, in a very gender non-formative way. Well, when we looked at this, it looks as though Eddie has breasts now. 
So we were wondering, is this part of it? Was this part of his thing? But no, she is now going by her, and everything is awesome. Hmm. But we watched Wunderbar because we are both Eddie Izzard fans. I love Eddie. And, and, and Eddie is great. And, and there, the funniest thing she ever did was the Death Star canteen. Yes, yes. Oh my God, that was fucking hysterical! I love well, the canteen, and then there's there's a YouTube video of him doing or her doing the canteen bit, and then with animated with Legos, Legos. with Legos, which is, it is which is hysterical, mm-hmm. and and so what had happened was she lost her dad during this tour, oh. and and so as an just as a way to reconnect with her roots in comedy and so forth, she played at a super secret club in London in a very small venue. And I don't know if you remember me talking about Aziz Ansari's comedy special Ah, inside a very small comedy club. I think this is a trend of comedians to kind of go back to whence they came to reconnect with that. Not fill out an arena, and they certainly could fill out an arena. Oh, yeah. yeah. But to just be there with maybe a, a hundred or so people and and be in that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, the first, when we, when we turn this on, Eddie is a very off-the-cuff comedian. And you have to follow her references a lot so that the more you go it seems very stream of conscious or a stream of consciousness and and in that you're going why is this funny why are people laughing but the more you watch and the more she references things that she said before as well as in other comedy specials it gets funnier and funnier oh wow that's cool but it but it's a different kind of comedy it is not a straight joke kind of comedy mm-hmm. that you might be used to. It is also very British. Oh, yes. So would I recommend this? I would absolutely recommend this. But I would recommend this if you know Eddie Izzard and you like her comedy. Mm-hmm. Because then you know what you're kind of in for. Yeah. If you're looking for just a straight type like Ali Wong or... Or even an Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. you're you're not getting that. Okay, you are getting somebody who is standing up there and almost free forming comedy, and in that there is a brilliance to it. Mm-hmm. So it's just it, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, mm-hmm. just to say it in British. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but if you prefer this cup of tea. Is going to be lovely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that is Eddie Izzard, Wunderbar, on Amazon Prime. Uh, the last thing I have is a documentary on HBO Max. It premiered June the 8th, about two weeks before the Supreme Court's travesty decision. This uh. is called The Janes. They were officially known as Abortion Counseling Services of Women's Liberation. They were an underground group performing safe but illegal abortions in Chicago from the late 60s 
up until 1973 when Roe v. Wade was decided. These women would go around and put up ads on bulletin boards that just said pregnant, call Jane, phone number. And there was this whole clandestine group of these women where they would have their front at one person's apartment, which was sort of like a waiting room. And then they had a driver, a woman of their team, a driver who would take them to another apartment where their procedure was done. And they would only charge the women what they could afford. So if someone could pay more, they would tell this that woman, um, then you give us more if you've got it because that will help the next woman who can't pay us anything or right. can't pay us right. a whole right. lot. And they have interviews with the women who were the Janes, with women who used the Jane service, with doctors from like, there's a doctor from Cook County Hospital. He worked in the septic pregnancy ward. Oh, which wow. is where they would bring all the women who uh, had botched abortions from people who would just were just stealing their money and then would leave them for dead. For, with women who were so desperate, they'd jam anything up their hoo-ha to try and abort this baby. And the, the horror stories from that guy, and they have some old footage of, I don't know if it's county hospital or not, but oh man, oh man. And there, I mean, there was a whole ward in the hospital dedicated to this. Wow. Because women, when you make women people desperate for something, they're going to do crazy fucked up shit. Yep. And these women, some of them went through an experience with an illegal abortion and we're like, it shouldn't be this way. This, this, it's a medical procedure. Why is this this way? And for years they did it. They were under the radar. Nobody paid mind to them. Nobody cared at all. Until mm. the spring of 1972, where a woman's sister-in-law was upset that her sister-in-law, was going to these people for an abortion. So they went to the police. And because it's illegal, even though the police detectives are all like, I got other shit to deal with. This isn't my, this isn't my matter, but it's illegal and yet yeah, it is. They were busted. Mm. It had a maximum sentence of 110 years for the 11 counts of abortion and conspiracy to commit abortion when they were caught. But Jesus. their supreme amazing lawyer dragged out the case long enough for the Supreme Court to decide on Roe v. Wade, and then all the charges were dropped. Wow. And along the line there, New York had made abortion legal. And th there's a church. They talked to the people of this church who started their own abortion counseling services. But these were all women of means who would go to this church and they would arrange flights for them to go to countries where it was legal because mm. these women of means could pay for it. And when New York made it legal, all those women of means would just fly to New York, which means the women who would give our genes the extra cash they had were kind of gone. So Janes were left with the women who didn't have the means to get a safe legal abortion anywhere mm -hmm. to do it themselves. And yeah, there's some kooky stories where the guy they had doing the abortions 
all of the Janes assumed he was a doctor, but he wasn't. He worked for the mob who had oh, a doctor shit. who would go do abortions, and the doctor for the mob taught him how to do it, and so he was brought in by the Janes thinking that he was a real oh, doctor. Oh, jeez. And when they found that out, they're like, well, wait a minute. And he was trying to, like, retire from this because the mob wanted him to do other mob stuff. So he taught them how to do it. Hmm. So now they could charge whatever. They didn't have to pay him any money. They could do it themselves. Which, it just gets scarier and scarier. And they were damn lucky they never had any problems. Because if these women started bleeding out, they're not medically trained for anything. Right, right. And this is this is what women do when stuff's taken away, when stuff is illegal that involves their bodies. And back in late 60s, the 70s, there was birth control, but in order to get the pill, you had to be married. So single women couldn't even legally buy birth control. They had to lie to their doctor or get a fake wedding ring and show up and sign in as Mrs. Whoever you are in order to get birth control. Wow. What is this called? It's called The it's Janes? It's called The Janes. And where is this? It's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a, a real live group of people in Chicago. You get some good old Chicago footage mm. in there too. And yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. No, I I just... Such a downer note to end on, but, you know, hey. No, it is a realistic note. This is where we're going back to. You know, and and it's a shame that, well, without trying to be too political on our show, that is why I believe in choice. If you want X, you can have X safely and legally if you don't want it or don't believe in it you don't have to go anywhere near it there is an opportunity to make both sides happy it's a medical procedure between a woman and her doctor and there are medical reasons for an abortion it's not just i'm pregnant and i can't have this baby it is medically necessary sometimes to have an abortion and I also caught the last couple episodes of Stranger Things, which were very good, and fuck. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Because so I need watch to watch them. them. They're out there now. So that's what Laura and I are going to do this weekend because she's got broken foot. We're going to watch a whole bunch of shit. Excellent. So next time, I should have like four or five things to talk about. Good. Besides how fucked up this country is, and you mm. really need to vote, please. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact buttonus and let buttonus? Uh-huh. Button? Buttonus? And let us know if you have watched The Janes or Money Heist Korea, uh, economic, Im- <laughs> ec- uh, joint, joint economic, economic area. area. 
you know, let us know if you have watched these things and what you think of them. We really do want to know. And if you have a suggestion, please engage with us on social media at Simple Pirate Alice, at Simple Bill Ivory Larson, at Simple The Watchlist Pod. Let us know if we need to get hip to something else. And we appreciate each and every one of you listening and subscribing and so forth and so on. And I have to say this, although I can't say why. Okay. I have a special shout out for Meredith and Gary. Okay. Partly because they just went to Chicago. Hey. And I was getting all of these awesome pictures and the first fucking picture they sent was a picture of a beautiful slice of Giordano's pizza. <laughs> Fuck, I wanted pizza in that exact moment. And then I'm looking at my email and Giordano sends, you know, because everything listens to you now. Oh, yeah. I got an email saying, hey, Giordano's is having a special for the 4th of July. Buy four, get a fifth free. <laughs> so I look up how much it is to have a Giordano's oh, fucking pizza shit. spent. It would have cost me 135 bucks for five pizzas. Damn. Yeah, that's like 30 bucks a pizza, plus tax and all that. And shipping. And shipping, and they're not large pizzas. No, We're talking not. medium tops. Mm -hmm tops they're not personal pan they're certainly not large which is what i would get going to giordano's because i love me some you know leftovers oh my god but anyway that's a lot of fucking money now it if is. you want to give me a special cut that in half i'd buy all of the pizza cut it in half and double it yeah <laughs> 10 pizzas for 20 dollars. <laughs> we're having a mad sale <laughs> Now, Giordano's, if you want to sponsor us, we'll say, hey, get two pizzas for $200 if that's what you pay us to say. But please pay us to say it because <laughs> yeah. we're damned entertaining and we need sponsors. Yeah, pay us in All pizza right. or not. I don't know. Actually, it wouldn't be so bad if, if we got paid in pizza. I'd rather have money to pay bills. I'd rather have the money, too, but sometimes a pizza here and there might be nice. What about both? Ooh. Like pay us a pay us pay a little us. bit of a salary, and then once a month we get a coupon for a free bonus pizza. Bonus pizza, yeah. Bonus pizza, cool. yeah. And then obviously, since I don't live in Giordano's land, I would get a coupon that I could use maybe once a quarter mm -hmm. to order the four ship pizzas. Or they would you a pizza or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That would be nice. And on that note, thank you, everybody, for listening. If Oh, my God. Eat pizza. Pizza is a delicious food and everything. So anyway, have a great, have a great week. Thank you all for listening very much. And check us out next time. We appreciate you. Okay, okay bye. bye.